we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 9th, 2017. I'm going to play a couple short uh, audio clips of just something, again, to cement what we've already talked about in part one. And we'll go ahead and roll this first one here. And this is entitled, <clears throat> September 23rd, 2017, Fake Prophecy Exposed in Two Minutes. Actually, it's less than two minutes. Over the past several years, the church has suffered several fake prophecies. So in two minutes or less, let's prove the September 23rd prophecy is also fake. This prophecy claims that the great sign in heaven found in Revelation 12 is about to unfold this September. But here's the problem with it. Chapter 12 and the heavenly sign within it are all part of the seventh trumpet in the book of Revelation. That trumpet spans chapters 11, 12, 13, and 14. However, within the seventh trumpet are four time markers identifying when it unfolds within the seven-year tribulation. And it is at the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. Here are those four time markers. So since you now... So Revelation 11, 2, 42 months. These are the four time markers. Revelation 12, 6, 1,260 days. Revelation 12, 14 time and the times and the half a time. Revelation 13, 5, 42 months. I know that the heavenly sign of Revelation 12 takes place at the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation. Here's what else should be happening according to those chapters. Before the heavenly sign of Revelation 12, the two witnesses should be preaching in Jerusalem, causing a worldwide drought, then killed and raised from the dead. So when did this happen? Again, I don't know, as far as... Uh, I think you could argue they would be killed by that point. Uh, but the fact remains is that this is way into the tribulation, what we're describing here in, Re in Revelation 12, which is part of the seventh trumpet here we're talking about this is way into the seven-year tribulation okay how could revelation 12 be on september 23rd of this year when revelation 12 in this whole list of these whole chapters that are all interconnected don't happen until we're well into the tribulation how does that happen it can't and that was the first thing that went through my head when I saw this. And this happens so much where people say, no, this is, you know, Revelation this. And I'm like, whoa, that's like way into the tribulation period. We don't have enough time to get there from now until then. I mean, right now we've only got a matter of, you know, what, we're in July, you know, August, September, we've got a little over two months left for all of this stuff it's impossible chronologically from a, from a, a revelation standpoint for revelation 12 to be fulfilled then is what i'm saying here it's it's impossible so for me that was the first thing that went through my head about this <clears throat> is totally bogus and totally false and i thought that from the beginning and that was before i even looked at the information we covered in part one 
Also based on Daniel 9.27, Antichrist should be getting ready to sit in the rebuilt Jewish temple. So where is the rebuilt Jewish temple? Oh, is that going to happen in the next two and two months and ten days? Two months and twelve days? We're going to have a rebuilt temple by then? The Antichrist is going to commit the abomination of desolation which occurs at the midpoint of the tribulation? Oh, I guess we've already been in the tribulation for three, you know, about over three years. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah, right. And that's why the Antichrist and the false prophet have a... Re oh, they haven't. That's why they haven't confirmed the covenant with many. Oh, that hasn't happened either. Oh, okay. Well, it's kind of falling apart here. Yeah, it doesn't have any biblical legs to stand on. And where is Antichrist? Also, the Jews in Israel should be getting ready to flee into the wilderness. Any sign of that getting ready to happen? Oh, yeah, they're all, they're all like, getting ready to flee into uh, the wilderness. Yeah, because that's happening in mass. The September 23rd fake prophecy is just another deception in our day. Do the Lord's work and challenge it using Scripture. So, I mean, again, it's just one more thing to get people to fall away from the faith is what I, I view these false prophecies. Because Satan knows that every time there's a false prophecy and it doesn't come to pass, and he uses one of his mouthpieces to put that, who supposedly is a Christian, then or Christians, then they're going to be a certain percentage of those people that bought into it hook, line, and sinker that say, well, there is no God, I don't believe any of this anymore, and I, I just choose to turn my back on God. Satan wins, they lose, Satan has more um, people that are going to follow him, or, or that will follow him to hell. That's what it's all about, heaven and hell, all this stuff, if you ask me. A million years from now, it's all that's really going to matter. Who's in heaven, who's in hell, who's in the lake of fire, who's in heaven. So, that's what this is about. Getting you to, get, getting, Satan getting you to, dis, uh, that he can destroy your faith. That's what he wants to do through these things. And um, I really view this as just one more deception of that. Now, let's go to the next one. And this is entitled September 23rd, Fake Rapture, Project Bluebeam. Now, here's another angle. So I'm not saying nothing's going to happen on September 23rd, 2017. Could this be the Project Bluebeam fake rapture? Where, I mean, remember, this, is, now this has been said for a long time and i'm going to give you my studies where i've covered this after we covered this information but the new agers have been predicting for probably decades at this point that there's going to come a time where there's going to be a rapture but it's going to be a rapture of a lot of the high level people in the new age movement they're going to be taken to another plane of existence because they were better than those mere humans on planet that weren't as highly evolved as them. They are ascending. They are, are becoming as gods. They were ready to move from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius, into the New World Order. They were, they were, not, um, they were um, too good for this world, and they're ready to take that next evolutionary step of ascension. And the stupid Christians and all the other people, the, 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 the blind masses will be left behind to deal with what's left over and the chastisements that are to come. And that's going to be the true rapture. 
So understand something. The New Agers are expecting a rapture as well. And what if that happens? And all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of people missing, but it's not the Christians. It's the New Agers or a lot of the New Agers. And then the New Agers are, and then the people that are left behind will be like, see, you Christians were, were deceived all along. It was the New Agers that, were, that had the truth. And they're the ones that were chosen to go forward and into the kingdom or whatever. So understand, <laughs> that's also another definite possibility here. So let's just play this brief clip. I know a lot of people believe, you know, that September 23rd uh, is the rapture of the church, uh, which is very interesting to me. Um, what's inter interesting to me is that no man knows the day or hour, right? And I believe that without a doubt. I believe that Jesus Christ... It says in the Bible that Jesus Christ doesn't even know when God is coming back. And so how, it says no man, right? And I don't know about Jesus Christ not knowing. I mean, he's, he's God. I mean, he, uh, no man. I mean, I understand you could say, well, Jesus was fully man and fully God, okay. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't think I'd go that far, but anyway. So no man, meaning anybody on this earth, no angel or Jesus knows not even Jesus knows. And everyone's kind of throwing that out the window, you know. I'm not saying this to discourage the body of Christ. No, he was right. He was right. Matthew 24, 36. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the, of the angels in heaven, but my Father only. Uh, Mark 13, 32. So before you start emailing me and, 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 and condemning me and all this other stuff, because I know that'll be coming, not from everybody, but, you know. But of that day and that hour, knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Okay, so I stand totally corrected. All right, let's go back to this. This is... What I'm saying is that we need to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, meaning we have to be intelligent Christians. Uh, we can't just follow a prophecy because someone said, you know, we have to go off what the Holy Spirit tells us. And um, I wanted to bring this up, and I thought it was interesting, but there is a um, project called Project Bluebeam where the government has constructed a beam that they can shoot into the light, into the sky. It's almost as if the sky would be a giant plasma screen where uh, Jesus would appear to come from the clouds and it would be a, a hologram or holographic image uh, which I find is very interesting um, what if they were to do that on the 23rd for the Revelation 12 sign to fool all the Christians that are pre-tribulation rapture and then that would be the falling away that God was talking about. I know I noticed in the Bible that it does Well, I think we're already in the falling away. The Bible says that in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three, I believe, um, and that there will be a falling away, the apostasy, that tra words translate from the word apostia or apostasy, the falling away of the church. And then that wicked capital W being the Antichrist would be revealed. Okay, so yeah, we're, we could be literally right on the cusp of that. The falling away of the church is already happening. I mean, I, just look around. Look at the, the lukewarm state of the church and, and how deluded and deceived and how they're not being salt and light in the world. And the, the love of money and, the, I mean, just 
teachers having itching ears and all of the stuff that's going on. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that the falling away is in full force and maybe that would be the final linchpin for the falling away to occur. Some some false rapture, which I have talked about for years. On September 23rd, you know, 2017 of this year, maybe that's what it will be. Okay, so I'm not saying nothing's going to happen. They're hyping this a lot. There's been, um, there's other videos up there saying that there's movies that have predicted this and there's other predictive programming that has been up there through Hollywood that they're saying that this could actually be something like that. So, but you have to understand, consider the source here. Okay, so uh, I think we should definitely be on guard about this date for sure. Talk about the disciples asking, when will this time come or when will the end come? And the first words that he said were, do not be deceived. And for false Christ and false prophets will rise. I think that's very interesting. And um, I think we need to be cautious. I want you guys to do a little bit of research on Project Bluebeam so you guys understand what it is. And a lot of people are saying they're going to use Project Bluebeam after. But why would they need to use Project Bluebeam after if Christians have already are already anticipating a date of when Jesus comes? And technically, wouldn't that be unrighteousness if you're not following what God's word says? And so maybe the delusion is people that have followed followed after man. Okay, so maybe the people that are anticipating the September 23rd date and actively unrighteous or not living a holy life. Maybe that is what the delusion God was talking about. And I'm not sure, I'm not, uh, I haven't, you know, I haven't been studying the Bible for years and years and years, but I feel something is going to happen, but it's not going to be what Christians believe it's, it's going to happen. And I believe there's, we're living in a time of great, great, great deception right now. Okay, so I agree with him. And, um, there may be something that happens that date, but it's probably not going to be what the Christians are saying it's going to be. Now, here is, is another point. If you've never heard any of my teachings on Maitreya, M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A, I believe, Maitreya. Um, he calls himself Lord Maitreya. I call him Devil Betraya. The one that the United Nations has been promoting for years as the coming, basically the coming Messiah, the coming messianic figure for all the five major religions of the world. The fifth Buddha to the Buddhists, Krishna to the Hindus, the Messiah to the Jews, the Christ to the Christians, okay, and the Imam Mahdi to the Muslims. He says he's all, he's everything wrapped up into one. He said... And, and this is the one the United Nations have been promoting. This is the one that Alice Bailey and Madame Blavatsky and their prophecies said is going to be the coming anointed one, the, this Maitreya. Okay. Uh, so you could say, well, he's not it and all this, and there's no way he could be. Okay, maybe he's not. Maybe he'll play a big part in the end time delusion. But he has, they have promoted him heavily. We know the United Nations is going to be the backbone of the coming one world religion. They're... He's the only one I can identify they've really ever pushed. Yes, there's a lot of different Ascended Masters, but he's the one that's kind of like at the top of the food chain as far as the coming Messianic figure for all these different major religions. And he said that 
when he comes, there's going to be what they call a day of declaration, where every eye will see him and every whatever. And then he's going to speak to everyone on the planet telepathically. And everybody's going to hear his voice, and they're going to, have, they're going to feel, you know, they're going to feel all real nice and tingly and, and whatever, and all this peace and love and joy are going to overflow these people, and they're going to hear him telepathically, and then he's going to appear in the skies. And, there's, and again, we have all of the... All of the um, the technology with Project Bluebeam, which they where they can project these gigantic holographic images in the sky, and you're going to see him as um, in your own whatever version you think that he would look like. Like for the Christians, you'd see him as as Jesus coming back. Okay, the long-haired Sananda Emmanuel, Esau Sananda Emmanuel, Jesus. Then I've talked a lot about the Master Christ, the Ascended Master, fake false Jesus. If you don't know what that is, just key in Sananda or key in Jesus or Master Jesus in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. This is information you really need to know. Okay, um, it's really easy. the 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 search the my my search on the website is just works awesome now. It'll it'll give you like twenty different results if that exists. It'll search all my teachings. I've got over. I just passed my five hundredth teaching i did now you have to understand I have way more than a thousand on the on the internet because there's different parts each teaching but i just passed i think it was the last teaching i did my 500th teaching discrete teaching but each but each teaching might have two three four five six seven eight nine parts you never it depends on the teaching so i just passed that last week a milestone and uh, um again i thank you for your prayers we thank you for your donations with without your prayers without your donations and these types of things there's no way we could have have made it as long as we've made it i mean i've had witch covens try to kill me and people astral projecting into our house and all kind of stuff where they've tried to kill us over and over and we're still here so if it, if it wasn't for the prayer of the saints and and you know financial contributions and, and things of like this and donations to keep us going keep us in the game there's no way we'd be we'd be here i totally acknowledge that um and i thank you and i praise god for for my listeners we've been doing this since about 2006 i had the newsletters probably for about five years before that though so probably been doing this for like around 15 years now as far as i just wasn't putting the audios up before 2006 um but anyway this whole thing with the Sananda Emmanuel, this fake false Jesus, this Ascended Master, he's the one that would appear. He's going to look just like all the paintings of Jesus in the Catholic churches with, um, you know, all that. And that's a fake false Jesus. That is not the way Jesus looked on the planet. The Bible says that does it nature therefore itself teacheth us that it is a shame for a man to have long hair. So the Bible says that in the New Testament. Okay, so long hair on a man is unbiblical. Now I'm really stepping on some toes, but it is. Okay, the Bible teaches it clearly in the New Testament. Okay, so okay, well Samson did or what? Yeah, that was the Nazarite vow, and that was whatever for that particular vow. Okay, um, it's not to say that we're supposed to walk around long hair. The Bible's clear clear on that. Anyway, the long-haired Adonis-looking Jesus. 
okay? That is unbiblical. That is going to be the one that comes back, most likely in the clouds, that would be projected on Project Bluebeam, and that's the one everybody's expecting, right? Well, I got a, uh, we got a picture of Jesus in my church. It's a cursed object. It's a portal for demons and devils to come into that church and to infiltrate it. Okay, you got one in your house. You got, you got statues of Jesus. All those things are idols. Okay, the Godhead is, is, is not supposed to be represented this way. It's not to be represented with, with graven images and with gold and silver and these types of things. The Bible's very clear on that. Okay, so we're not supposed to have supposed pictures of Jesus. We're not have supposed idols of Mary or Jesus or any of the saints like the Catholics do or whatever. All those are abominations. All of those, you're bringing cursed objects into your house. It's like basically the adopted demon program. Okay, I'm going to give you a little recap on this real quick because this is a super important subject. I haven't said anything about this for a long time. I have a whole file on this that just key, again, if you, if you key in Master Jesus or Sananda, S-A-N-A-N-D-A, You'll find my teachings on this. The New Age, False Christ, Ascended Master, Lower Level Ascended Master, because he's just one of the lower level ones, okay, is what they say. It's named Esau, Sananda, Emmanuel, or Master Jesus. It's the New Age Christ that Oprah is promoting, or was promoting, um, my comment be careful with any jesus images these were images were first portrayed to the masses hundreds of years ago by the catholic church and is now promoted by the new age movement as well it's pretty bad if the new age movement's promoting it and the christians are oh i thought that we're not supposed to be unequally yoked with un well they'd be they'd be like lockstep with you on that image um now this jesus is always portrayed with long hair Many times also with a halo, which is also known as a pagan Egyptian sun disk. Halos are not biblical, they are evil. But that's what angels have. No, no, they're pagan Egyptian sun disks. Remember, Satan tries to corrupt everything. Also, this Jesus doesn't line up with the word of God. Isaiah 53, 1. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground he hath no form nor comeliness meaning he's not handsome the jesus that walked the planet was not handsome and we shall see and when we shall see him there is no beauty in him that we should desire him that's a direct quote from isaiah 53 verses 1 and 2 there is no beauty that we should desire him but that Adonis Jesus, he's a really good-looking dude. Yeah, he's a really good-looking, deceiving dude, and he didn't look anything like the real Jesus that walked the planet. In other words, Jesus Christ was not outwardly physically handsome like all the pictures we see. The word comeliness above is translated four times in the Old Testament as beauty. He wasn't beautiful. Okay? Now, Jesus is beautiful, but... Outwardly, he was not. Here's another thing. My name is Caesar, Caesar Borgia. I was the son of Pope Alexander IV, who was Rodrigo Borgia, a, who was a gangster, a warmongering, greedy, orgy-having, running a criminal uh, empire as the Pope. Okay, My dad forced my image on the church and made you worship me ever since 1490. You see a picture of Cesare Borgia, 
this is where we get the image of Sananda Emanuel. It was first forced on the church in 1490 through the Pope Rodrigo Borgia. That was his uh, grandson. No, he was the son of Pope Alexander IV, who was Rodrigo Borgia. Okay, this is where we get the image from this. Michelangelo, commonly known, um, who lived in that same time frame, okay, commonly known uh, as Michelangelo, or I'm sorry, they give his full name here. Michelangelo was an Italian uh, sculptor, painter, architect, poet, engineer of the High Renaissance who exerted an unparalleled influence on the development of Western art. Michelangelo lived in the same time era as Caesar Borgia noted above. Okay, so this is, he was the one I believe that was first commissioned to paint him. But it was the, it was, it was the son of Pope Alexander IV. Rodrigo Borgia was his real name. Okay, so then it, it, thick, it, it the plot thickens even further. Got this uh, email from a listener. I enjoyed your teachings this past week. The reason I'm writing you is about your teaching on Pope Alexander the, uh, I'm sorry, Pope Alexander the Sixth and his son Sacera Borgia. Actually, Jesus was predict, predicted in the same manner many many years before Caesar Borgia. The Italian painters Gigato and Mastino. And he gives the dates. Also depicted Jesus just looking like the paintings we see today and from the time of, of Pope Alexander the, the Sixth. Now, these are just a couple of artists. There are many more that painted the Lord and Savior to look like someone of European descent. This being said, now we know that the image depicted of Jesus that we see today began well before the birth of Caesarea Borgia or his father, Pope Alexander IV. I found the earliest depictions of Jesus Christ being from the Byzantine era uh, from 500 to 1400. The Byzantine Empire was born out of the split of Roman Empire by Constantine, with the part of the empire being in Constantinople, which would explain the depictions of Christ resembling a European. I've enclosed some examples from this time period that is prior to Gigato and several other hundred years before Caesarea Borgia. And hey, check out the look of these Christs. Anyway, I hope you're, this answers your question. I don't believe there are any pictures of Jesus before this time, at least by European painters. Okay, so there's actually pictures, but these pictures, okay, don't look like Cesare Borgia. These are different looking ones, but again, these are depictions, and they're, they're given to us basically in this particular time frame from 500 to 1400 by the Byzantine Empire. These depictions changed when Cesare Borgia the son of Pope Alexander VI came, and then he became this Adonis, okay? Prior to that, he wasn't so much of an Adonis, okay? He had more of an austere look about him, okay? But, again, the Godhead is not like of gold or silver of, of, of a graven image, okay? The Bible's very clear on this, and I really believe the reason we don't know what Jesus looked like is because if we, if we knew what he looked like, he knew that we would want to create graven images of him and bow down and worship him and things of this nature and this is why idolatry is so so forbidden because you know man it, it, you you look in the old testament okay and man's always wanting to create some kind of image that he can bow himself down to and worship and pray for favor or pray for goodies or pray for deliverance or whatever it's it just must be in man's i don't know the part of the carnal nature of man okay so anyway i've given you all of that 
that. And also the whole thing about the Shroud of Turin. You believe that, okay? Kian Shroud or Turin, T-U-R-I-N, at contendingfortruth.com because that tends to line up more with the, um, these images of um, the Sananda Manuel, the Master Jesus. And I've done a whole teaching on that, and that is a very, very easy one to debunk. And again, who's primarily pushing that? The Catholic Church, okay? So this is kind of a two-part thing where we start getting these these really, really Adonis-looking pictures of Jesus after the advent of Michelangelo, after um, Cesare Borgia, the son of Pope Alexander, the, um, the I think it's Pope Alexander IV, came into being. That's when we really start seeing the Adonis-looking. And that's all the pictures that we have in the church today. Their deceptions, their um, counterfeits, and we do not want to follow any of that i said all that to say this because the image that's going to be in the sky via project blue beam or through some great gigantic deception is going to be the adonis looking pictures okay the buddhists will see the image of whatever they would depict as the fifth buddha in the sky okay the hindus would see whatever they would view as christian these are their awaited saviors the islamics would would see whoever they believe would be their Imam Mahdi, okay, in the sky, who's their awaited savior. Now, you ask, well, how are all these religions going to get on the same page? Well, if all of a sudden, you've got these awaited saviors all appearing at the same time, and they're all pointing to the same guy, saying, follow him, or follow the Antichrist, the false prophet, or however this is going to work out, it's easy to see how everybody could get on the same page from a religious standpoint. How you could have a temporary peace in Jerusalem. How you could have all the one world religions coming together under one banner. Because remember, a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And they're all going to be, this is the big, going to be the biggest sign the world's ever known most likely. And it could start with a false rapture. And with this Project Bluebeam, and with all these different religious figures in the sky, and whether you believe it's going to be Maitreya is going to be the one leading them, or some other ascended master, or some other whatever, it's probably going to be some derivation of what I just talked about. And I get into this on all the teachings I've done on the Maitreya and, and on Master Jesus. Um, but again, I'm never dogmatic as to say, okay, this is definitely the Antichrist and the False Prophet. I'm not, but... You know, oh, Bible says, 1 Corinthians eleven fourteen. Doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. Okay. Now, not a woman. For a woman to have long hair, it is it is not a it is her glory and and it is a covering for her. The Bible talks about in that same part, First uh, Corinthians eleven fourteen. But for a man to have long hair, it is a shame unto him. So I know I'm stepping on a lot of toes today, but, you know, again, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth. So now for my teachings on Project Bluebeam, I give you the two links here. And one of them is Exposing the Strong Delusion, ETs, Aliens, UFOs, the Nephilim, and the Grenada Treaty, parts five and six. You might want to listen to parts one, two, three, and four ahead of that. And again, these are easy to find. Um probably just key in delusion and you could find all six parts but if you just want to listen to the ones on on project blue beam i give you the links here in the pdf for july 9th 2017 and then 
I've, I talked about Project Bluebeam in my end time current event for um, 5, 6, 12, 2012, part 3. Project Bluebeam to be used to create fake appearances of religious figures worldwide, UFO alien deception. And then I also talked about Ascended Master Maitreya and Master Jesus Deception because see, it's so tied into that. And again, that maybe that's what's going to happen September 23rd. I don't think it's what the, 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 obviously, I think we've debunked the whole biblical Revelation 12 rapture happening that, but there may be a, another kind of rapture that happens. And you know how many Christians would be, that had bought into this, that would be just totally devastated and lose their faith because they put all their faith and all their eggs into that one basket happens all the time. What is, I mean, isn't that the falling away? What is the falling away? What are they falling away from? They're falling away from their faith. They're falling away from their faith. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned, that means go to hell forever, who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So this could be literally a heaven or hell thing for a lot of people. Just this September 23rd thing alone. I'm just saying, you got to really be careful with this stuff. Then I, I did another teaching, um, Satan's Agenda for Disclosure, First Contact, Part 5, and Project Bluebeam Imminent, and this is where I talk about it, Michukachu, Michu Kaku, hyping alien invasion as a corporate, as the corporate media says alien threat would help global government, governance, and how Project Bluebeam could be used in that. So these are just, these are four different teachings where I talk about Bluebeam. Okay, that you might want to avail yourself to. Okay, now let's go further. Now we're going to totally switch gears here. Okay, switching gears. Australia has become the first country to microchip its citizens. Now this is actually from, this is a little dated, October 14th of last year, 2016. You may not have known, and again, this isn't like going on totally in mass here. I think the, the headline's a little bit out of whatever, but you may... Um, not have noticed but there are two kinds of countries in the world these days dictatorships led by authoritarians and demo and democracies that are slowly being taken over by authoritarians um put australia into the latter organic and healthy reports that the land down under has become the first nation to begin microchipping its citizens though nbc predicted some years ago that by 2017 this year americans would all be microchipped they're always satan's always behind on on his plans um, Australia's drive to implant its citizens with what many believe to be the biblical mark of the beast is a is a clever propaganda campaign that equates to RFID microchipping, which stands for radio frequency identifier microchipping, becoming superhuman and people are begging for it, according to newscom.au. There's a link to it all here. One Australian woman, Chantilly Corporal from Sydney is at the center of the controversy after having implants inserted into both hands. So I guess one hand wasn't enough. She had to have them both. You could set up your life so you never have to worry about passwords or pins. Oh yeah, well, you know, it's just hell in the lake of fire though is the other inconvenience you're going to have to face later. Because I'm not saying this is the biblical mark of the beast, but if she'll do this now, 
she'll be begging for the real thing when it comes around. You know what I mean? Um, because the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to be the ones that implement this. We're not under that rule yet. So I don't view this as the biblical mark of the beast, but it's sure not anything you would ever want to do. You know? Uh... The idea is that microchip implants give you a unique identifier so your implant can be used to get into locked doors, transfer personal information to your smartphones or other personal devices, and of course allow you to be tracked everywhere you go by the government. Why would anyone want to voluntarily do that? One word says one word says one microchipping recipient is convenience. As bad as it is to carry cards around that transfer personal and financial data to massive hackable databases and smartphones that serve as personal tracking devices, again, out of convenience, you have at least the option for now of leaving them behind when you go somewhere. You don't have to take a smartphone with you, or at minimum you can learn some ways to better protect your information. With cards, you must carry them. There are devices you can use to essentially shield them from ID thieves and tracking devices. I don't go anywhere without shielding like any kind of cards that I would have. Okay, ID stronghold, just go up there. They've got every kind of wallet. They've got pass, passport. I mean, I think they're the nicest as far as for the money. Um, I've, I've had, me and Taylor both have them. You can, they've got really nice ones for women. They've got a really good selection. They've got wallets for men, wallets for women. They've got shielded purses. They've got shielded clutches. They've got everything. ID stronghold. Um the one he's got is RFID wallet and he's got a link to it there. So that's another one. There's, there's other ones out there. I just think ID stronghold has the best selection and, and they do work and they've got them for passports. They've got them for all kinds of different cards that you could carry under different scenarios and little different ways that they shield stuff. So anyway, and I, I'm obviously, I don't have any vested interest in this, but once you put a tracking device under your skin, the only way to get rid of it is to have it surgically removed or hack off your limb. Which is always fun, hack off your limb, you know what I mean? Come on. Anyway, would authorities actually track you for no reason? It's already been done. As you reported in April 2012 that police departments were tracking cell phones without first getting a warrant as required by the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution. In fact, the American Civil Liberties Union found that many of the nearly 200 departments surveyed uh, did so via warrant or without a warrant, I'm sorry. While some departments were getting the required warrant, others said that they were using varying legal standards, such as a warrant or a less strict subpoena. The practice has continued. In July, the Boston Globe reported that the city's police department had used a conventional cell phone technology 11 times over a controversial cell phone technology 11 times over the past seven years without once obtaining a search warrant. So they're already doing this. Another major problem is that hacking and identity theft in the NBC News report of several years ago, reporters noted that one of the problems that could be solved had to do with medical information. Chips would allow doctors and hospitals to have access to your identity and medical records if you were unconscious and unaccompanied upon admission. And how often does that happen? But medical information is a top target of hackers and identity thieves. In fact, the healthcare information is the most coveted by cyber, cyber, cyber thieves because data contained in health records, prescriptions, social security numbers, addresses, etc., are much more permanent than, say, financial data, which is changed once a hack has been detected. Privacy in a digital world comes at a premium as it is. 
Our retinas are scanned, our wallets are scanned, our online data is hacked, and our movements are already being tracked, both by government and private corporations. But all of those methods can be mitigated. It is very difficult to mitigate personal tracking when you're carrying the tracker inside your body. Now, one of the things you could do is if you didn't have one of these trackers, and let's say, I mean, let's say everything goes dark or we get hit with an EMP or, or let's say the, the government implodes, let's say the red and the blue lists are activated and you're trying to be off the grid as much as you can wrap your smartphone either destroy it okay but even if you destroy it it could be sending out a signal still even if it's turned off from what i've heard there's another for some of these there's another battery thing in there where they can still track you um even if you take the battery out i've heard that that they've got an, another way to power up for for a limited time so you could destroy it or you could wrap it and or wrap it in aluminum foil. I mean, wrap it a few times. Or if you have the EMP-proof bags, you could put them in that. Okay, so, but the cheapest way would be aluminum foil. Okay, but remember, aluminum foil is not something you can just keep reusing over and over again because any little pinhole in it is probably going to allow a signal to get out. I mean, if you wrap it multiple times, it won't, but just saying... That's something to think about if you were ever really wanting to get off the, and, and you wouldn't want to have a GPS going in your car either. If you're if you're going somewhere, you'd want to wrap your cell phones, your GPS. They can probably ping off different things. Just saying, if you have GPS in your in your vehicle, I have no idea what to tell you to do about that though. They can probably track you no matter where you go. That's why I'm not a big fan of modern cars because they got more and more Big Brother technology. The more and more new they are. So if you don't know more about that, just research it online. It's a whole messy subject in and of itself uh okay so going further here okay so it's very difficult to mitigate personal tracking when you're carrying the tracker inside your body yeah i don't know what you're gonna do I me mean, wrap your arm in aluminum foil <laughs> i mean if you had a microchip in you or whatever uh even then it's it's not really the signal could still get out Wrap your body in aluminum foil. That now that is a good look for most people, I think. I mean, you know, wrapping your whole body in aluminum foil. Yes, it's a little bit, you know, not user friendly, and you do have to have a mouth hole, and that might allow the signal to get out. But at least you won't be able to be tracked. So, and it's a snappy fashion statement. So, just something to think about. Anyway. The point is, if the government can track you 24-7, 365 days a year, the government can control you as well. All right, so last report here. And I'm just going to try to get all this in, in this part, so I'm probably going to go way over on time. But are you one of the millions of Americans taking NSAIDs, which are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs to alleviate arthritic pain, which are the most common things like ibuprofen, NSAIDs, are the most common pain relievers um you know basically oh the, the, that are that are in the the main that, that are in you know circulation over the counter stuff uh so if, if you are if you are taking NSAIDs keep reading even though ibuprofen and other NSAIDs can relieve pain in the short term they have many well-documented side effects in fact while many Americans pop NSAIDs like candy they have been shown to impede the healing process 
by reducing blood flow and therefore nutrient delivery to the cartilage. Now, remember something. All of this is by design. You take a drug, it suppresses the symptom, it lets the underlying problem get worse, and in this case, it makes the underlying problem worse. Well, why would they do that? So it turns into a bigger problem, so you have to take more NSAIDs or more hardcore drugs. Maybe they'll move you up to OxyContin so you can get addicted to opiate-based painkillers, like so many people are, and then they run out of their Oxy prescription, and then they're like, well, hey, I can get heroin for a quarter of the price, and it's ten times the high. That's why so many people are addicted to heroin. It will start on things like this. NSAIDs will, well, let me just read this. NSAIDs block enzymes that are involved in the production of inflammatory compounds. Enzymes speed up chemical reactions, either to join molecules together or to split them um, apart. The problem with NSAIDs is that they not only block the enzymes, which is a horrible thing, that produce inflammatory compounds, because they're doing it in a drug-like fashion, they also inhibit the enzymes that manufacture cartilage components. So they degrade your cartilage. They destroy and deteriorate your joints over time. Not only that, but let me ask you a question. It's just like going down the road and your oil light in your car comes on. And you taking an NSAID over and over is like you taking a black magic marker and just blacking out the oil light and you keep on driving like nothing's wrong. When you take drugs, that's typically what you're doing in the body. You're covering up some problem that your body, that God gave you, and God gave you the symptoms for a, per, for a reason, and you're covering them up. And you're saying, you're stupid. I don't need these symptoms. They don't mean anything. I'm just going to cover them up. Sweep them under the rug. Then the problem turns into a bigger problem. Now, let's say you're going down the road, and a check engine or whatever light comes on. And let's say, this is a good example, let's say there's something really wrong with the alignment in your car, because this would be a good example of joint problems, okay, and then you black out that, that light that comes on, okay, and you just keep driving. You're driving on a car that's way out of kilter, and you're driving as though there's nothing wrong with the car, because you're not feeling the pain anymore, you're not seeing the engine light, but the car is under all kinds of stress, because you've put it under that stress because you're driving a car that's totally out of kilter, out of whack, out of alignment. What is that going to do to the car? It is going to accelerate the deterioration of the car, of the undercarriage, of the whatever, the axles, the springs, the whatever. Until it turns into something where the car will just break down. Okay, it turns into a really horrific deal. Whereas... If you would have just taken it in at the beginning, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Maybe it just needed realigned. Now, you got to do all this stuff to the car. That's what drugs do in the body. They cover up a problem to the point, and then you just get to a point where it turns into a gigantic problem. Now, guess what? You're a surgical candidate. Or, you got to go on really hardcore drugs to cover up those symptoms. This is the way we're taught in America. Problem? Oh, just cover it up. No. That's not what we need to do. We need to address the problem. We need to, in as much as possible, try to fix the problem. Okay? NSAIDs make the problem worse. They actually um, inhibit the enzymes that manufacture cartilage components. They, they accelerate the deterioration 
of our joints in our body, in other words. This is why people, and I believe this is what happened to Tiger Woods. And I, there's been other guys that I've seen in my life. I can remember there was this one kid that, um, growing up, and he, he, was, he graduated after I did. And his name was Teddy Dupay. And I can remember him, and he was this phenom. He scored more baskets in basketball. He was just he was like a five foot ten nine white kid. Just not your prototypical basketball player. But man, the kid could like hit three-pointers. He was unbelievable basketball. He scored more points, I think, than anybody had ever scored in Florida history. Okay, in basketball, high school basketball. And they were hyping this kid, and I think he went to the Gators. And you know, he, he did okay for a while, and then he kind of flamed out. And he started having all these joint problems. And I can remember reading an article a long time ago, and this is probably when I was first a chiropractor, and I started knowing about this NSAID stuff. And I can remember saying that he took all of these, I'm pretty sure, NSAIDs every day. And I can remember thinking, that kid is going to have no longevity whatsoever. His body is going to deteriorate and break down, and he is going to have the shelf life of, you know... A, 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 a loaf of freshly baked organic bread because you know why it doesn't have any preservatives in it and it'll mold real quick because it is no preservatives and it's you know and that's the that's the way things are supposed to occur in nature it's not supposed to be like a twinkie that has a hundred year shelf life because it's got so many preservatives it would last for like 10 millennia okay i was right his body broke down i don't even think he hardly made it out of college he never ever made it i'm pretty sure to the pros and that kid had more potential, I mean, than you could imagine. And now I understand he wasn't prototypical, whatever, but he was done way before his time. And I knew it when I read that article. And it was in the local paper about him that he took these massive amounts of... And I'm thinking, why is this kid in this much pain at his age? That's why. I think that's what happened to Tiger Woods. I think that's why his body's broken down so bad to the point where it doesn't matter what he does. He goes back out there, he shoots one tournament he's backs in agony again and he can't do anything i think he probably took a lot of it i mean here's a guy that starts off his day and he openly admitted it totally medically brainwashed where he starts off the day with like what two egg mcmuffins from mcdonald's i mean he lives off mcdonald's i mean that by itself told me where's this guy's head he's he's got access to millions upon millions of dollars he should be putting the finest foods in his body the finest supplements and all this stuff and yet he's so brain dead He's putting this garbage in his body. I'm pretty sure when he, when he started having all this pain, whenever this started occurring early in his career, he probably was eating these insides like candy. And now look at him. He's, pr he's pretty much, they're saying that, you know, he's done. And they were predicting he'd be better than Nicholas and all this other stuff. I'm not saying we should be obsessed with sports, but I really think, and I'm not, but I really think that that's, that was a big reason why his body has deteriorated to the point it is now. Because of this very dynamic I'm talking about here. Now, and uh, granted, he could have been taking opiate-based painkillers and covered up the pain. And again, it's like driving a car out of alignment. Okay. Now, how do you get your car, if you're, if you're a human, how do you get your body put back in alignment? Through chiropractic. Okay. I am a chiropractor. So I know a little bit about that. Just went to school for six years and, you know, over it. Um, got my doctorate in 93. Got licensed by the Florida board. 94 okay practiced there for about you know i don't know 16 years so i know a little bit about that subject and 
Um, that's what chiropractors do. I just adjusted my friend a couple days ago, and he couldn't turn his neck. He uh, he had thrown his back out. Um, he was moving into a new office, and he couldn't turn his neck to the left. He had about 45 degrees range of motion, and um, his mid-back was all seized up, and he had a hard time moving his arms and stuff, and I adjusted his mid-back, and I adjusted his neck, and he got full range of motion back instantly. 90 degree motion on both sides his upper back was totally freed up the pinch was gone in his back it wasn't tender anymore now i'm like chiropractic so cool i mean it really is it doesn't work like that for everybody because everybody can't tolerate manual adjustments you know some people are super sensitive their nervous systems are more sensitive but there's still a technique out there for about everybody i mean even if you need activator which is a light force technique using instrumentation and some people respond really good to that but man, chiropractic's cool. It really is. <laughs> I mean, it causes all kind of end, end, endorphin release and, and things. But here's the problem with chiropractic. So many people are low in manganese, the trace mineral manganese and other trace minerals, but manganese being the primary one, that they can't hold their adjustments. So you go and you adjust them and they're right back out of alignment the next day. So then chiropractic gets a bad rap because certain people are out there and they say, well, you go to a chiropractor, don't ever go, because once you go, you got to keep going. Well, if you're low in manganese, yeah, you got to keep going. But you get you get on manganese, you start holding your adjustments. Guess what? You don't got to keep going back. I had hundreds of patients I didn't see very much, because I put them on you know a twelve dollar bottle of manganese, couple a day to start out with, and guess what? They didn't need to come see me. That's the way I practice. They don't teach that in chiropractic college. And I don't think they would want to because it would it would destroy their reoccurring revenue theme because a lot of chiropractors bank on you coming back three times a week for three months and then two times a week and all this other stuff, which is usually totally unnecessary from my, from my experience. And it is a money-making ploy. I'm not saying all chiropractors even know that, though. Most of them don't. I had to learn it through trial and error. I couldn't hold my adjustments at all going through chiropractic college. I could get adjusted three times a day. I got on manganese. My chiropractor back here checked me. Started holding my adjustments. It's the key to chiropractic. I'm just saying. It is from what I've seen. Anyway, so um, I'm, I'll talk about that a little more later. Anyway, so a person may be temporarily pain-free, but their arthritis is silently getting worse. And arthritis is particularly osteoarthritic. Not, not rheumatoid, which is more... It, rheumatoid has a... Um, has much different components, okay, to it, okay, whereas osteoarthritis is more of a degenerative type of, of arthritis. Rheumatoid actually has an autoimmune component, like lupus and Reynolds disease and these types of things, okay. Um, rheumatoid is a totally different animal, but osteo is more of a degenerative thing. Yes, you can have a genetic predisposition, but typically it's somewhere where you have... Something where you get something out of alignment in the body, you have cartilage de degeneration, and then you start to get bone on bone. Okay, it can happen in the spine. The discs go from stage one to stage two to stage three. They fuse. You lose all mobility. You have more. You have more nerve compression in the spine. Okay, that's that's osteoarthritis in the spine. And and the reason your body forms osteoarthritis, those those um bone bridges those those osteoarthritic spurs is because the body is inherently trying to stabilize itself it's not 
It's not because your body's stupid. It just knows I've lost cartilage, I've lost joint stability, I've lost joint spacing, and it's going to lay down that those calcium deposits in order to stabilize the area. Okay? Um, but there's a lot of things you can do to fight back against that that has nothing to do with meds. I don't have any problem with meds doing meds short-term to get somebody out of the woods, but to, to rely on them for long-term pain control is insanity. I mean, unless, you know, that's your only option. And if you go to the MDs, they'll say that is your only option because they're not taught nutrition. They have one to, they have zero to three hours of nutritional training, most MDs. They have no financial incentive to see you on these products unless they're really honest, unless they have some kind of knowledge base of these things, unless they know they can help people. And they're, they're totally medically brainwashed. It's drugs or surgery. And you cannot drug your body into good health. Period. So, <clears throat> several clinical studies have shown that NSAID use is associated with acceleration of osteoarthritis. So, ibuprofen, NSAID use is associated with the acceleration of osteoarthritis, of joint destruction. Isn't that convenient? You take an over-the-counter NSAID and eventually it gets you into the MD's office because you're in so much pain because your joints are, 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 are so degenerating that now you need hard, more hardcore drugs. Then you become a surgical candidate. It fits right into their medical paradigm of reoccurring revenue and control of you from cradle to grave. And the vaccinations have everything to do with that as well because they make you sickly right from the very beginning. They're also been linked NSAIDs have been linked to anemia, DNA damage, hearing loss, cardiovascular risk, hypertension, influenza mortality, miscarriage, and leaky gut. Fortunately, there is a natural, more effective alternative hiding in your cupboards. Now, you could do this on your own, okay? A recent trial titled Efficacy and Safety of Cucurma Domestique domestica extracts which are it's the active component of turmeric okay in patients with knee osteoarthritis revealed that turmeric or curcumin which is the, basically the active component of turmeric is actually more effective for the treatment of osteoarthritic knee pain than ibuprofen now if you have degenerative knee issues though i do believe you need more than turmeric okay um, glucosamine has been proven in double-blind studies to regenerate knee cartilage. Like I said, they told me my knee, okay, they took a whole bunch of cartilage out when I hyperextended my knee way back in, oh my word, when I had my surgery, it was like 87, I think I just graduated high school, and they said, you're going to have, um, you're going to have osteoarthritis by the age of 21, there's nothing you can do about it. So just expect it. I don't have osteoarthritis in my knee to this day. I'm 48. I don't have any of that. I did my rehab. I took my supplements. I'm fine. Okay? I have, and I have taken some type of glucosamine product for years. And I believe it's regenerated my knee cartilage. Even though I, I had a lot of it removed, it can regenerate. They've, they've proven that glucosamine-like compounds can regenerate knee cartilage in double-blind studies. Now, the MDs don't want you knowing this, even though it was a medical study. Now, if you have no knee cartilage and you're bone-on-bone, bone, eh, 
I don't know about that, you know. I, I, that might be a, not a good thing. It's not a good thing, for sure. Uh, I still would try it, you know. I still would not, you know, try to do anything to avoid knee replacement, I think would be good to do. The turmeric, though, they're saying is... Um, is actually more effective for treatment of osteoarthritic knee pain than ibuprofen. I don't think it's going to regenerate cartilage, though. But for the pain itself, yeah. To actually fix the cartilage, if you have anything to work with, a glucosamine-like, whether it's glucosamine sulfate, whether it's chondroitin sulfate, whether it's tracheal cartilage, um, that's the way you want to go. Now, my big thing is that almost all the glucosamine on the open market is um, um, derived from derived from shellfish, which I hate because they're bottom feeders and the mercury and the and the PCBs and all the garbage that falls to the bottom of the ocean gets concentrated in their shells and you're putting it in your body through glucosamine. That, that's why I don't carry that. Okay, so I'll talk a little bit more about that in, in, in a second. Um, I just can't. I don't like that form of glucosamine. Anyway, researchers tested the effects of either 2,000 milligrams of turmeric, which has the curcumin in it, in four divided doses, uh, against 800 milligram two divided doses of ibuprofen daily. So they tested the two. Turmeric was found to be more effective for reducing pain while going up and down stairs. And the people who used turmeric reported greater satisfaction with the treatment overall but turmeric just won't and it's not going to de degenerate your joints and it's not going to wreck your liver and it's not going to cause all these other problems that NSAIDs cause shutting down enzyme pathways and ugh. according to green med info turmeric's most beneficial curcuminoid curcumin has over 600 benefits for the treatment of over 500 conditions i mean it's been all over the internet in the last few years especially all the benefits of, of turmeric I mean, it's been huge. Um, now, you can even, I mean, with turmeric, it's a little harder to regulate your dose, but I know that even going to the grocery store, they've got turmeric, organic turmeric now in like the spice racks. It's not too expensive. I'm not 100% sure how you're going to regulate dosage on that, because you, but, you know, you've got that as an option. And I'm going to show, I'm a, I'll tell you what options I have as well. Um, additional trials have shown to be effective as the replacement for other pharmaceuticals, including, um, it's a replacement for other pharmaceuticals like cholesterol medications, Lipitor, which is a total scam though, but corticosteroids, I can understand that because corticosteroids are anti-inflammatory and turmeric's an anti-inflammatory, antidepressants, so it has, it has an effect on the brain, very, very beneficial effect on the brain, and it, it can replace Prozac fluoroxamine and imipramine you know why they call it fluoroxetine this antidepressant because its main ingredient is fluoride do you know what prozac's main ingredient is fluoride the thing that yeah they dump in the water to burn out our lower brain lobes which controls our will to resist yeah yeah the things that the, the thing that increases your risk of suicide when they give it to you the things that the, th the very thing that they put into the Nazi concentration camp victims in Nazi Germany where it was first used in the concentration camps to create a docile population of Jews and gypsies 
and other people that they desired that they deemed undesirable. That's why they didn't have a whole lot of people trying to escape and stuff because they were so fluorided out and so weak from not having food, they kind of lost their will to resist. That's what they wanted to create. And they just marched right into the gas chambers. Now, I'm not saying that was they were all fluorided out when they marched into the gas because a lot of that they were tricking them. I get that. But I'm just saying, you know, it was, it was a component. It can also replace aspirin. It's been able to replace chemotherapy drugs because it has an um, a anti-cancerous effect. And even diabetes drugs like metaform, metformin. Turmeric has also been used in Ayurvedic medicine safely and efficiently for over 6,000 years. So ditch the NSAIDs and get on turmeric. You'll not only avoid ibuprofen side effects, you'll also reap many of its side benefits. Now, since we're on the subject... My best natural anti-inflammatory that is turmeric-based um, is the one from Innate, Innate Response um, Inflama Complete. And it has turmeric as its main, the standardized turmeric um, as its main component. There's a little bit of, of, of uh, natural vitamin C in there too because evidently vitamin C is an activator for this. And then it's got a lot of other anti-inflammatories with it which I kind of like blends because you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. Ginger, holy basil, black pepper are all natural anti-inflammatories. It also has black cherry and cranberry, which also have a really good um, uh, effect on the kidneys. And you'll always see cranberry and black cherry in gout protocols. What is gout? Gout is an inflammatory type process where uric acid builds up in the joints due to a high purine diet T typically a diet high in protein and rich foods <clears throat> and i mean i've got a gout protocol and for a gout protocol you always have i would add in carbamide plus product i carry um with it but you really key heavy on the kidneys with any gout protocol you're trying to flush the uric acid the purines which feel like ground glass in the joints out of the body, but it's an inflammatory thing and it's easy to treat. Medically speaking, their their options are horrific, horribly hard on the liver. The the stuff they give for gout, it's 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 terrible, you know. But I would do Carbamide Plus, and um, this is a good product to take with it. The the innate, the Inflama Complete. It'd be a really really good uh, one two punch. You can typically knock out a gout attack quick with this type of protocol i mean usually i've had i had a guy one time and i've told this story i mean this guy was he was in so much pain he was almost in a fetal position he came into the office i was at in fort myers and um we put him on a really aggressive protocol I'm pretty sure we put him on 20 ac carbamide a day and um i don't know if we put him on anything else but he came back the next day he was fine and this guy was like emergency room ready you know, but you can, you can, you, you just want to drink a lot of water and um, avoid rich foods, avoid high protein, and avoid alcohol. And if you're trying to battle gout. So, so we have that. Now, if you've got inflammatory conditions in the body, okay, this is a whole other thing but I'm, I'm just giving you okay what what can you do about inflammatory conditions that involve pain okay the next thing you'd want to look at is a good um 
a good filtered fish oil without the contaminants in there because remember you got fukushima you got all the garbage that's in the sea it tends to get in the fish it tends to get in the oil and you want to make sure that whatever you're putting in your body is pure okay that's a big factor for me um the one i've been using i've been getting tremendous results with i take it personally i've switched everybody over to it off the other two i was using is the um the farmex finest pure fish oil and um you do one to two capsules a day of food and again what the oils are doing is it's, it's like a joint lubricant okay that's one of the things it's an anti-inflammatory it's like it's lubricating the joints it's very very complementary with a product like that inflama complete the inflama complete you're not getting any of the essential oils so there's just not any one product that i know of that has all the components for anti-inflammatories in one thing because it's very very hard to combine oils and something like turmeric together because then it would be in an oil based and maybe it would degrade the the actual turmeric powder usually you'll never ever see that in products where you're going to combine a powder and an oil together it normally doesn't work that way uh the product this product replaces both products that i had called the tune omega-3 and the cod liver oil that i was using it's per gel cap it is far more cost effective than either of these products like i said i've been researching other product lines lately and this one far blows away the tune omega-3 of the cod liver oil that i had from standard process it has substantially more dha and epa which are the two main components in the omega-3 that you want to get than either of the other two products i mentioned it also screened for contaminants and heavy metals at very high levels um the dha is more important for the brain health okay and the epa is more important for the the cardiovascular but the product a product like this helps maintain cognitive health brain health uh, brain function helps support cardiovascular health it can decrease arrhythmias it helps to reduce serum triglycerides um which is good modulates platelet functions which is how your blood clots improves endothelial function which is the basically the lining of your veins and arteries your endothelial has a lot to do with blood flow inhibits the inflammatory pathways it's it's an anti-inflammatory which is kind of the reason i was talking about it this particular product uses what they call a neo3 uh, epa and dha enrichment which virtually eliminates any contaminants in the oil which is a big big deal for me it eliminates any heavy metals pesticides pcbs pcdds pcdfs don't even know what those are but they're contaminants delivers a cleaner taste without any fishy taste aftertaste or odor the gel caps that are used reduce the repeating and increases patient compliance i've taken fish oil and some of the fish oils i've taken and i can digest like nails like like they'll make me like they'll upset my stomach i'll be like burping them up and i'm like man i can digest like anything and these things are always every single time i take them they upset my stomach and that i mean i like i said i can digest nails and it's doing it to me basically the, i have never taken these one time that it upset my stomach now normally what you want to do whenever you take an oil though you and it's usually better with, with supplements is you typically want to try to take them with food because they're going to be absorbed better in in this type of stuff you take them with food you don't want to take oils especially on an empty stomach 
the only time you want to do that is if you have a discrete enzyme or something like a flora product that you want it on an empty stomach because you want it to get into the bloodstream, you know, by itself, you know, undigested or, or unhindered by anything else in the gut. Uh, now, omega-3s are also vital for healthy blood pressure. Recent research highlights the importance of animal fish-based omega-3 fats for healthy blood pressure, especially young adults. More than 2,000 healthy men and women between the age of 25 and 41 participated in the study. Um, the findings showed that those with the highest serum levels of omega-3 had the lowest blood, blood pressure readings. Well, it's, the blood's going to flow a lot smoother. It's going to help reduce serum triglycerides. It's going to help cardiac function. So the blood pressure is going to naturally be lower. Uh, this suggests that promoting, the WebMD said that this suggests promoting diets rich in omega-3 could be a strategy to prevent high blood pressure. Dr. Mark Filipovic said even a small reduction in pressure as little as 5 um, mmHg could prevent a greater number of strokes and heart events in a general population. Another recent study found that doses of omega-3 fatty acids as low as less than a gram per day could help those who already have high blood pressure reduce their numbers the fish oil may work by improving blood vessel blood vessel function and reduce inflammation among other things epa and dha which are the components of the fish oils primarily um, are crucial to brain development and normal brain functioning our brains are primarily fat and that fat is primarily omega-3 dha and this is why for a long time, they were actually taking it out of the baby formulas in America because they wanted to create a dumbed-down population of formula-fed babies that didn't have any DHA going to their brain. Mother's milk is normally very high in this, and they know this, so they encourage the mothers, oh, no, formula's better, and we're going to give you a formula that's totally de devoid of nutrients. It's like junk food for the babies, and it has no DHA in it so that we're going to impair mental development of the babies. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. I think they've had to start putting it back in because the jig was up after a certain point in. But still, formulas are, for the most part, horrible. Mother's milk is, is, is literally the best thing that you could give to that baby. It's specifically made for that baby. Okay? So, uh, DHA concentration in the brain decreases with age in humans and has been postulated to be consequential in age-related deterioration in central nervous system functions. When they've done autopsies on elderly people, it is almost, when they crack open their skull, usually their brain has lost about 50% of its mass. Why? Because those good fats have been, are gone out of the brain. And it's one of the reasons that we de decline cognitively, brain-wise, as we age. Because those, those, brain, those good fats are going out of the brain, and the brain's 50% fat. And we need those good fats in order to remain cognitively um, on top of our game. Uh, as such, fish oil supplementation. And there, okay, now there's another component of of the omega three, which is the linoleic acid, I believe, which you get from flax. Now that's important, but that's not the that's not the omega three that feeds the brain, and even the EPA portion portion isn't the really the fact the the side that feeds the brain it's the dha and this supplement's super high in dha that's why i like it it's it's high in epa too um fish oil supplementation supports the development of the brain the eyes the nerves and children up to the age of 12 years of age 
So it's very important in the, in the child's developmental years. You, we, we need, this is one thing we need all through our life, period. Okay? And it helps support cognitive health and brain function. Now, as an alternative for somebody that doesn't want to, because these are pretty big horse gel caps. They're easy to swallow, they're gel caps, but they're pretty big. I mean, you're getting a lot per capsule, per, per gel cap. But I also have a gummy now, uh, the Garden Kids Omega Gummy 3 that I have. I got the, I got the, um, the vitamin gummy. These are all organic, the, um, all really good ingredients. The Omega Gummy, I got the probiotic chewable the multivitamin gummy for the kids. I got the vitamin D chewable gummy. And I've also, I just brought this into my line. I've got the adult Body Boost Omega-3 gummy for adults now. So if somebody says, I don't care, it doesn't matter, I don't, I don't want to take this, okay, well then we, I've got an Omega gummy for adults now as well from that one line that I brought in. Um, the Omega gummy is 22 and the other one's 28 for the adults uh if you have joint degeneration or disc problems and cannot hold chiropractic adjustments so you can do all the turmeric all day long and all the fish oils all day long they're not going to help you hold your adjustments i'm just telling you right now so if you've got where you you have joint degeneration they're also not going to rebuild the joints turmeric it may help with joint pain like in the things and you may get better results than ibuprofen, but it's not going to do anything to rebuild the joints from a cartilaginous standpoint. So let's say you can't hold your adjustments and I got joint degeneration. I got a product, uh, it's called Disc Discovery. It's pretty good deal at 180 tablets for 29 bucks. You know, basically worst case scenario, you do six a day, a, a bottle of 180 is a one month supply for 29 bucks. And it will help you hold your chiropractic adjustments. Why? Because it's got a therapeutic dose of manganese. It took me a long time to find a joint product that had a therapeutic dose of manganese and had things in there to rebuild the joints. This one has both. Okay. Pills are big though. So I'm just saying, you know, maybe not everybody can take it. Now, I, I will say this though. Beyond that, I do have now the, um, I'm bringing it in actually this week the um nature dynamics the one for the joints okay so this is the one i'm bringing in um uh, body boost joint relief gummy and um again i've been using this product line gotten really good results getting a very very high compliance with my patients the the product's organic and here's the cool thing about this it has a glucosamine sulfate in it that is vegetarian source okay so it's not derived from shellfish so not only is it easy to take, but it's a vegetarian source. And um, uh, it's also got flaxseed powder, which you're going you're gonna to get some more omega-3s in there. Rosemary, ginger, holy basil, turmeric. So it's got a lot of those same anti-inflammatories. So this could be used as an alternative for the inflammacomplete. You're kind of getting a little bit of everything. Now you're getting no manganese in here. Okay, so again, I wish I had my own supplement line because... I would make like products that were like just everything in one and would have enough manganese and would have enough all the other stuff and, and it would be, you know, 
but I'm not in the position where I can do that, nor would I have the time. But these are the best things I've been able to come up with. And now, if you just cannot hold your adjustments, okay, um, you can do, well, I have, I still have some of the manganese B12. I'll talk about that in a second. And I've, I'm, the one I'm bringing in is called MN, which is short for manganese zyme. It's in a food base, just like the manganese B12 from Standard Process. Um, and that's that's just 13 uh, bucks for a 100-count bottle. Now, the reason I said all that, or, or not the reason I said all that, but what I just said a second ago is because I got a letter from Standard Process a few months ago that basically, I've been about, it's been about a year now where I was, I think God was preparing me and heavily telegraphing to me that I was not going to be dealing with Standard Process very much longer. They've gotten super, super, super big brother. And I have just had one thing after another after another with them in the past year. And even going back further where it's just like, man, you know, really? Just stuff they're doing with their company policies and their resale policies and all of this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This After this last thing that I got in the mail from them, I'm like, I'm done. I have to be. I'm really sorry. But I'm moving on. And there was honestly i and i had had patients email me about this over the years about some red flags with the product line and i really on some of the stuff they brought up i really couldn't argue with you know the glandulars weren't weren't organic you know they, they or they or they weren't vetting the sources well and yeah they were all usda but they weren't going as far as i would like them to main product line i'm bringing in to replace them as biotics and they're and they're their glandulars are just unbelievably top-notch, all from New Zealand, all freeze-dried, all vetted, all, like, just top, top-notch. But what I've done is I've got a lot of product lines that I have access to. And I have taken three months to vet every single product that I had from Standard Process, that I still have, a lot of them, and say, listen, what is a good crossover product? for them now i've been meaning to do this a long time but sometimes god gives you a kick in the butt and, and puts you in a position where you're forced to do something and that's what i've been forced to do and it's taken me about three months but i've done the whole product line i've done the whole Mediherb line and i've already sold off probably about oh i would say about 35 to 40 percent of my standard process and Mediherb line and i've probably brought in well, I'm bringing in these other lines slowly as I go because it's a tremendous cost burden to do this, to transition over to, to a new line, and it, it, there's so much logistical things. So I'm doing that right now. But I will say that I went up on, and, and a big reason this happened with Standard Process is you had all these unscrupulous doctors going up, and people were approaching them and they were saying hey listen sell us the standard process line at a discounted price order it for us and we'll give you this we're not going to give you full retail but that's all we want you to do so you had all these unscrupulous doctors and they're still doing it they were ordering the standard process stuff in mass and then they were selling it to people below retail which they shouldn't have been doing and then they were turning around and putting it on amazon okay a lot of the reason that they've gotten so big brother is because of that. Now, I never did that, okay, obviously. But because of that, they had all these draconian resale policies and big, big brother stuff that made it untenable for me to even work with them anymore. 
I went up there the other day. <laughs> I just looked up one product, Neurotrophin. It's going for 45 bucks a bottle to 60 per bottle. You know what that retails for? 14 Pretty sure I have some on my shelf right now. I'm still selling it for 14 But if you go up and you buy, try to buy any standard process product now on Amazon, you're probably going to pay at least triple, if not quadruple for it. So if you've got anything that you've bought from me that you want from standard process, and I'm not saying it's a bad product line, obviously I used it for 20 plus years, and, and some of the products are going to be very hard to replace, I'll be honest. I've done my best to make the crossover list. I think overall it's a better product line. I know it's a better product line I'm actually going to be bringing in overall, but some of the products are so niche and so hard to replace, it's going to be tough doing my best i'm still looking but um if you've got anything you've ordered from me and you want it i probably still have it and i'm selling it at retail i'm not going to do that where i triple the price of something but if you try to find it on amazon you're going to pay triple to quadruple right now and I'm, i still got it at retail until i sell out of whatever i've got on the shelf and like i said i've probably still got about still probably got a good 65% of the product line for standard process Mediherb that I had. But once I sell out of it, it's gone, and I will never have it again. So I wanted to make that announcement, and and I feel like I can do it now because I've, I've been able to do the crossover list. I've been able to bring in most of the biotics line and the other lines that I'm bringing in. I feel like I'm kind of ready now. Whereas I didn't want to make the announcement right off the bat because I would have probably been overwhelmed and I would have been just like deer, deer in the headlights type of thing. So anyway, um, last thing is magnesium can also be very beneficial as an anti-inflammatory. Epsom salt baths are magnesium and a hot Epsom salt bath after a hard workout session can also do wonders and greatly accelerate the healing process and cut down on muscle and tendon soreness. And people that get cramps a lot that it just might be magnesium it could be potassium okay um as well it could be a lot of things with cramps okay cramps are can be very very complicated but i usually start everybody if it's a cramping situation if it's a chronic muscle soreness i usually start them with magnesium it can also be taken internally uh the, the two procs i have i can barely keep that magnesium 300 i have from an eight on the shelf i sell a lot of it um, I also have the magnesium powder by Innate that's very, very good tasting, and I have that as well if you want a powder. So if you want to know anything more about these, you can just email me. And I mean, I don't, I don't ever try to high pressure anybody, <laughs> okay, just, just so you know that. I, I don't do that with my ministry. I don't beg for money. I don't try to high pressure anybody. I'm like, you know, the, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, the Lord, you know, May the Lord's will be done. Um, but what I do ask people is if they email me, please don't give me like some big email about your life history. I, I, I don't have time to take on patients. I haven't been able to do that for a long time. And I can just, I try to help as many people as I can, but there's only so much one person can do. And I'm a one-man band in this ministry. And I'm not saying I don't have other people that help me with the website as far as maintenance, but I'm talking day-to-day -day stuff. It's all on me. And so it's, it's a lot. Um, anyway, I post my email address at the, at the thing here, or you can use the contact button at contendingfortruth.com. You can do that. Um, 
so I'm, I'm easy to get a hold of. And then I basically just, I'll send you a price list. Um, a lot of times I'll send you a Word doc if there's a question you have. Um, I can send you the crossover list I've got because I've got all the crossover list. The one problem with the crossover list is I, I can, I give you the name, but if it's a biotics prob- product, um, the link, for some reason, it takes you to the home page. And I'm trying to get it to take them to the individual page, but um, if you do enough legwork, you'll get to the the link you need, okay? But I've got all of this prepared ahead of time now, and I also tell you, I can also tell you the ordering procedure, okay? I can't really have a website where I sell these products because they're professional lines, and professional lines typically are much harder to sell online because there's all these parameters you have to adhere to, so... I have kind of my way of doing things, and it's worked for a long time. So anyway, that's all we have for today. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you bless my listeners, Lord, um, in the body of Christ, Lord. I do pray, God, that you forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.